Shalom mishpocha. Shalom, family. Mishpocha is a Hebrew word, means family. <laughs> We're the mishpocha, the family with a Jewish heart, made up of Jewish and non-Jewish people. We're the middle wall of separation between Jew and Gentile. Finally come down to form one new man, one new humanity, getting ready, mishpocha, to blow the grandest shofar or the grandest trumpet in Zion. We want everyone everywhere to hear the good news. We want everyone everywhere to be red hot for the Messiah. Well, that's almost an understatement for my guest. Her name, Joan Hunter. She's been a guest many times, and I love to interview her because we get more responses of email and mail and phone calls of people that have been healed with Joan Hunter than any guest we've had. Uh, And it's no wonder she has built on the shoulders of her parents, affectionately known as the Happy Hunters, who are even happier than ever before because they're in heaven right now. But uh, they probably saw more miracles than anyone on the planet. And Joan, you grew up knowing that miracles were normal. Um, But I, I have to ask you a question. It doesn't matter what our parents know. It matters what we know. What, when you got hit with sickness as a young person, I would assume your, uh, your, your, your parents would pray for you and you'd get uh, healed. But as an older person, each of us has to walk for ourselves. Do you remember one time when you were sick and you learned things about healing? Because it's one thing to preach it. It's one thing to teach it, but it's another thing to get it for yourself. I see so many people with healing anointings that are walking around sick all the time. I agree. They shouldn't be sick. (laughs) That's for sure. Uh, But I teach about how to not only receive it, but keep your healing. And, And the Word says that we can lay hands on the sick, see them recover, but that doesn't exclude ourselves. Uh, when I was diagnosed with breast cancer 14 years ago, I called my parents to come into agreement with me. I told nobody else. And when I went back for to fi- figure out how to handle it medically, it was all gone. God supernaturally healed when I laid hands on me. Uh, I have. Is, is that no? No. I, I want to ask you this. Okay. It's again. It's one thing to preach and teach. It's another thing when you're dealing with with a life-threatening disease called cancer. What ex- you, you got them to agree, and you, did you literally put your hand on yourself, are you saying? I, yes, I put my hand on my left breast, and I said, Father, in the name of Jesus, I curse this cancer, command it to be gone. Uh, the prions and so forth that's involved in that, command it to go. And I prayed for all of the hurt in my heart to go, because it's the worry and the hurt that brought on the breast cancer. And, and so then the breast cancer left when my heart got healed. And God wants to heal us in every area. But I have to ask you, what did you do uh, personally that someone else listening can do that had— Now, I know your story. You had a broken heart. I mean, candidly, I don't know how you survived. Your your husband was involved in homosexuality. Uh, You got divorced. You have young children. You're you're penniless. uh, and, And you learn to trust God. Because he provided your your needs, um, uh, but you you survived that. But I want to know how, that you did have a broken heart. What did you do to get your own heart healed? 
I said, God, you know, I, I, t- I prayed to God, and I said, God, I can live without a breast if they, if they have to remove the breast. I can't live with this broken heart. And so I went after the healing of my heart and then getting free, completely healed of betrayal, abandonment, unforgiveness, worry, stress, trauma, all that kind of stuff. When I got rid of that, at that point, I was no longer feeding the cancer. Okay, Joan, what someone is listening. They're going through maybe not as horrific a thing as you went through, but they're going through it. I mean, to live in this world is to have a broken heart. Tell them what they can do to be free just the way you were free. Well, I, like I said, I went after God, and I, I prayed to God, and I said, God, I can't handle this pain. I can't handle this broken heart. And I now know it was, it's medically called a broken heart syndrome where your hmm. heart is literally shredded. And I said, I can't live like that. And I said, God, I need you to heal my heart. All the damage that the betrayal, the bitterness, the trauma, all that that it has done to my heart, I can't live like this. It, it was out to destroy me and kill me, not just the cancer, but through my heart. And, and I said, God, I offer you up my heart that's been shredded, that has been, you know, I, I describe it as run through a meat grinder. I said, Father, I offer my heart to you to please heal it. And he took that heart from me, loved on it, healed it, made it whole, and gave it back to me. And you're saying when your heart was healed... Your cancer had no grounds to stay. I think that's what I'm hearing you say. Yes, that's right. But what about those memories? What did you do with that? Well, that's that's another whole story. But uh, it's just amazing. God has given me the revelation of erasing all that pain from your mind, all of the pain from your heart, any form of cellular memory of the pain and the trauma in the heart, in the body. God wants to take that all away. Then he wants you to literally forget it. And there's scriptures that talked about even Paul forgot what was done to him, forgot what he did. And, I, you know, forgetting those things which are behind me, I press for the prize of the mark of the high calling. God supernaturally wiped it out of Paul's mind, and God has wiped it out of my mind. I mean, really, really and truly, it's one thing to say God's wiped it out of my mind, uh, and that's good preaching. Are you telling me your, even your remembrance of it is gone? Yes, it is. He's, you know, he's still living that lifestyle. That's not something to forget. Everything else, any form of betrayal, abandonment, is completely gone. And- okay, here's what I want you to do, Joan, if you would be kind enough. I believe there is such a presence of God in the studio at this moment that if you would lead people in a prayer to heal their heart and erase those memories, I believe God's going to do something very supernatural and then pray for a release of the healing. Would you do that? I will do that. I'm just going to pray over everybody who is listening. Place your hand on your heart. In a moment, we'll put our hands on our head. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I send the word of healing. I curse any form of trauma, betrayal, abandonment worry, uh, unforgiveness, and guilt, and all the pain that this life tends to try to put on us. I speak healing in the area of a broken heart syndrome in Jesus' name. All the pain and the agony that people have been through. Father, I thank you for supernaturally removing the damage of that to their heart. And Father, right now, as we place our hand on our forehead, Father, I thank you for erasing all of those bad memories. 
all of the memories of different situations going on, uh, the different situations of abandonment, betrayal, having to move, uh, any form of, of, of abuse, uh, verbal abuse, and, and just how it permeated their ears. Father, wipe all that away. Show them how important they are to you. And, Father, love them in a special way. Erase all of the junk. And, Father, I thank you that you've erased all that so they can have lots more room of awesome, incredible new memories. And, Father, I send the word of healing to all that are listening right now, in particular today in the area of cancer, but specifically in the area of breast cancer. Father, right now I curse any and all forms of cancer in Jesus' name. I curse every prion associated with it in Jesus' name. Any damage that chemo, radiation, surgery has caused, I speak complete restoration in Jesus' name. And I curse every uh, cancerous cell in Jesus' name. And I speak new body parts restored to optimum uh, functionality in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And I also see people that have arthritis in their fingers, in their wrist, in their hand, pain. And I tell you, as you stretch it out, you will see that that pain is all gone. Joan, I'm so excited about your new book and your three CDs. Uh, Your book covers the basics that everyone should have learned. And as a matter of fact, when people read your revelations of healing, many that have been believers for years and have been sick for years and intellectually believe God heals. But when they do the steps you outline in the book, especially uh, you have all the healing uh, situations that Jesus was involved in and the, and the different places in Scripture and the revelations you have, that they, they, they've been with sickness for years, they're now getting free. And, you know, most people, they, they, they just want to be healed, let alone lose their healing. They don't even know about that. But many people lose their healing. They'll never lose it anymore from this book and the three CDs, How to Receive and Keep God's Blessing. What kind of feedback are you getting on the book in the teaching? Well, there's uh, Pastor Ryan, who uh, recently read the book, was talking to me about it, and uh, and he just thinks it's absolutely the best book that he's ever read on how to prepare yourself for healings and blessings in every area of, of our lives. Now, how about the CDs, those three CDs? Uh, what feedback are you getting? From, are people really telling you they're getting healed when they listen to them? Absolutely. It's absolutely amazing what God is doing through those. And, uh, you know, they're, they're getting in a position to receive. This whole, the whole group of, of the three CDs in the book is positioning yourself to receive and keep. Now, receive financial blessings, receive physical healings, receive mental, emotional, etc. Get ready to receive all that God has for you. Well, I want you to know something. Just her section on habits and heart attitudes to avoid. Look, if you haven't been healed, you know it's God's greatest desire for you to be healed because that's why he sent Jesus. You know that God has not given you that sickness. You intellectually know all these things. But, uh, Joan, I think when people take the steps that you pointed out in your brand-new book, Miracle Maintenance, uh, that those that have been struggling for years are going to get healed— can you think of someone that struggled for years and then sat under your teaching and got healed? 
uh, lady uh, just even recently this week uh, was struggling for 20 years with back problem, neck problem, and sciatic nerve. And, and she is just like, she says, many times I can't even get out of bed and go to work, etc. And I prayed for her. I cursed the spirit of trauma because she was in an automobile accident. Curse the spirit of trauma commanded to go. The cellular memory of the pain and in her body for 20 years, it's kind of like made its home in there and, and prayed all of that. And she started screaming. She got free, and I want you to get the book, Miracle Maintenance, and the three CDs, How to Receive and Keep God's Healing, available for a gift of $35. Call our order-only line, 1-800-447-2697. 1-800-447-2697. If I had to force you to tell me one thing you observe with your parents as far as the miraculous that uh, you would tell me had great meaning in your life, what would it be? That's a tough one. I've traveled the world with them, but the main one that comes to my mind is when we were in Colombia, and all of a sudden people started passing wheelchairs up. Now, we figured it was for us to go pray for the person that you know, that was to get our attention to go pray for them, but they were passing it up to the front because they didn't need it anymore. And there was over 50 wheelchairs completely left at the arena when we were done. People literally, even before mom and dad prayed, got up and just started running like it was on a football field, soccer field. So they were running around the the stadium just totally completely healed. Uh, It's just amazing the miracles that I have seen in my lifetime. Tell me about the times that your parents, because there were so many people, would just wave their hands and people would literally uh, be passed out under the influence of the Holy Spirit and fall to their chairs, but not just one or two. I mean, rows and rows of people. Rows and rows and rows of them. And then they would get up and they would discover different parts of their body, uh, not only physically, but in their mind and their heart, totally, completely healed while God had them, you know, under the power of God like that. And it was just so amazing. And, you know, and everywhere I go, I hear all these stories about this happened to me and this happened to me, you know. And uh, just even last night, this lady came to me and she says, I was there and your mother just went whoosh and the whole row went, but I got healed of cancer. Mm. You know, and I love hearing all those stories, even though it's been 20 years ago since mom and dad were on the road. Now, something you deal with in your book and in your three CDs that most people, uh, they get tricked by the devil. And that's the right word. Uh, They're lied to. They believe the lies. People get healed. And then 24 hours later, they say, my symptoms have come back. I guess I wasn't healed. But I want to get even more specific. Many, many years ago, maybe 25 years ago, a brand new Jewish believer in Jesus came to my office. And I, I was an old timer by that point. I was like three years old in the Lord. I knew nothing. But I, I was at least three years old in the Lord. And he was a brand new believer. Well, the night before, a miracle happened. He, I don't think he was even praying about it. All of a sudden, he could see without his glasses, and he was ecstatic. But the next morning, he couldn't see, and he put his glasses back on. So he came to my office, and he said, Sid, what happened? And Joan, I have to tell you, I didn't have a clue. 
what would you have told him? Well, a lot of times people come in and that happens. They'll come back the next night and I'll pray again and tell them what to, not to do and what to do. And, for example, you know, it's like situations like that happen. You, you know, the man was healed. There's no doubt he was healed. He could see. He could read. He could do everything. And then the enemy comes back in and says, uh, you're not healed. You know, who says you can heal? You know, healing isn't for today. Even in thoughts of our mind, whether we've had that experience, had that teaching, or lack of teaching, the enemy wants to come in. The Word says he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And he loves taking healings away. But Christians need to understand that they have an authority. Jesus said, draw a line in the sand. We need to draw a line in the sand. No, I was healed last night. You cannot take my healing from me. And by his stripes, I am healed, and I'm going to maintain my healing in every area of my life, and you cannot take this healing from me. And too many Christians tend to just allow the enemy to take and go, I guess I wasn't healed, or I guess this you know, doesn't work, or that doesn't work. As in comparison, no, it lines up with the Word of God. It works. Jesus died on the cross for our sins. He took stripes on his back for our healing. The provision for every area of our life uh, is, is already paid for in the, the last three years of Jesus' life. Well, you know, what, what I find is uh, when I have a word of knowledge and large numbers of people are healed on a specific word of knowledge. And I found, uh, after I understood what you're teaching right now, uh, that people would be healed, but the minute they'd walk out of the meeting, uh, they would lose their healing. And they, one person actually came back and said, I was healed, but I'm not healed now. So I said, I'll tell you what, I'm not going to pray for you. I want you to command that lying symptom to leave. They did it. They got healed. I didn't have anything to do with it. And they understood that it really is a spiritual symptom, not an actual symptom. And it also demonstrated that the person, that person besides you and me, has the authority to kick that lying spirit out of there. Now, what I want you to talk about, because I really want to mentor people on how they can get healed in every area of their life and how then they can do what they're called by God to do once they've been free to help others get free. And you have a brand new book called Miracle Maintenance. And the thing I love about it is you cover how to receive the blessings of God, when I say blessings, it's not just healing. It's in finances. It's in emotions. It's in every area of your life. It's in your family, uh, but also how to keep it. And you call your brand new book Miracle Maintenance. Tell me what feedback you get when people read the book or especially when they listen to the three CDs, how to receive and keep God's blessing. They, people are learning that they have allowed the enemy to steal too much from them. And it is encouraging them with not necessarily raising their level of faith, but raising their level of expectancy that, you know what, I have been robbed. I have been stolen from. And, it, you know, and it's like, I am not going to be robbed. I'm not going to be stolen from anymore. In Jesus' name, I'm drawing a line in the sand. I have the authority, uh, you know, to do and to, to cast out devils and to command 
the enemy and all this all-out attack to stop. And one thing I that's that's very very powerful in this teaching is that uh, the co- most common uh, example. There's a couple of examples. Number one is somebody gets healed of intestinal problems, ulcers, etc. Totally dramatically healed. Pain goes. Well, they go home, and then this is going wrong with their kids. This is going on with the house. Then you got financial ruins. Then there's then there's a situation in the marriage. And then there's then your parents. And then all of this turmoil. They and I teach you how to get rid of the effect of stress and trauma on your body through the teachings and the book, and give those things to God. But they in turn get so caught up in that again that it brings on the ulcers again. And so we've got to maintain our acid level at the, you know, the pH balance, normal, all that kind of stuff. And I teach you how to do that in the CDs and the book. Well, one of the things that most people have difficulty with is how to receive from God. But, you know, there's a thought crossing my mind. Have you ever heard someone say, I don't have to go to another city to a healing evangelist to get healed. If God wants to heal me, he'll heal me right in my own home. What would you say to them? I've heard that actually quite a bit. And it's like, well, if God can heal you, and, you know, then you pray for you and you believe God for your own healing. And I believe that that's very possible. I have no problem with that. But the reality is that they're not really knowing exactly what to do. Like, I've exposed uh, this incredible revelation of the spirit of trauma and how people are getting set free through you, through me, through all these people, because they're the spirit of trauma that has physically attached itself to the person, to the heart, to the body, has totally, completely uh, captured that, that illness in their body. And then they learn to curse the spirit of trauma and then cellular memory of the pain, which you can Google that information. And it attaches, that pain attaches itself. When you get that revelation that you can get free of that, many more people are getting healed at home. But sometimes people pray and they go, okay, you know, yeah, if it's your will, God, you know, heal me. But they're not really going, you know, coming against it. Father, in the name of Jesus, I curse this cancer. I command it to be gone. By the authority of Jesus Christ given to me, I can do this, and I just command every bit of that to go, all pain to go, etc. But most people just don't realize that they have the authority, and they have the authority to pray over themselves and, and actually walk out their own healing and see that healing manifested in them. You know, I've had, I've, I made a list of all these things that I personally have been healed of. You know, I had a little damage to my spine. I prayed. I got taller. I got my height back from the damaged vertebrae. I broke my vertebrae uh, about 16, 17 years ago. I've never experienced so much pain in all my life. I have compassion for people with back problems. And, uh, and I, my, I got a to- totally brand new vertebrae, uh, healed of breast cancer, healed of a mangled knee, healed of all these things. Uh, you know, I had a massive goiter. I prayed for myself on all that. When I found out what it was, I identified it. Like, if I'm going to get your attention, I'm going to call you Sid. Our diseases have a name. And, like, I curse that goiter in Jesus' name. I command it to go down. I command my thyroid to function normally in Jesus' name. 
name it, what what the medical people have called it, and speak to it with the authority of Jesus Christ, because you can tell everybody that's listening to this program that both Sid and I have the anointing and the authority within our voice. It's not because we're yelling. We have authority. Tell me about the woman with schizophrenia that saw you on its supernatural television uh, and, and got healed. Well, when you understand the truth about the spirit of trauma that came into that person's life, something usually um, really, really, really bad uh, traumatically that happened, horrific is the term I use, and uh, just unbelievable trauma happens to the person. It, it just does an emotional earthquake and a chemical earthquake within the person. And it, in turn, causes all the chemicals in their body to just go out of kelter. And so in praying through the uh, radio or television program, I just cursed every bit of trauma. And many of you that you're listening right now are being freed of the spirit of trauma. And I curse the spirit of trauma in Jesus' name, and I remove the label of schizophrenia, bipolar, different things like that. And I said, in the name of Jesus, I command the chemicals to go back into perfect harmony and balance in Jesus' name, which will take care of depression, oppression, so many different things like that emotional situations and we just spoke over the radio and television and she was instantly healed it was so awesome i just it's just so exciting uh do you recall how long she had schizophrenia uh she had had i know that she had had it for over 10 years and was so completely shocked that she was completely healed i had one man uh that i prayed for that heard that testimony and he came up to me with a very slurred uh, you really, it was very difficult to understand him, and he was asking, I need help, you know, heal me of schizophrenia. And and I prayed like a three-minute prayer, basically what I just did, and he goes, wow, that is awesome, totally instantaneously, completely out of that spirit of schizophrenia and all the trauma that brought it on as a child. And he doesn't really remember not being bipolar and then went on into schizophrenic. Now, you're having people get brand-new body parts. Tell me one that comes to mind. Oh, gosh, that's a hard one. <laughs> there are so many. Um, I, I can just speak, and there's body parts that God wants to give. You know, whether it be a physical heart, I've seen um, last night we're in the process of getting uh, new fallopian tubes put in, and then they're going to the doctor, and they're getting healed. People that have had breasts grow back, people that have had vertebrae put back in their... Wait, wait, wait. wait. What do you mean? Breasts grow back? You mean someone had a breast uh, removed because of perhaps a malignant tumor and it grows back? One lady had two, and it was actually physically damaged due to a fall, a traumatic fall. And then the others were as a result. One was burned off, and then uh, the other six as a result of breast cancer, and they were removed. And those women have, they have, you know, those nine, they're nine breasts back now, which is like so awesome. Okay. Let's get back to basics. There are people listening to us right now. Uh, there's people with uh, blood cancer, leukemia. There are people with pain in their backs and their necks. And, and, I, and I know that you can operate and I can operate through words of knowledge, and that's a freebie and people get healed. But I would like you to teach how, I mean, 
the thing that I love about your brand new book and the three CDs is people that have been sick believers and understood the facts of healing for years, but the symptoms just stay on year after year after year after getting your teaching and the three CDs, they get free. I want you to start from scratch with someone that... Maybe they've had problems for years. Maybe they're a brand new believer. But how do we receive? How do we receive our healing? And that's the key word, receive it. Well, many times people believe that they're not worthy to receive. And so you need to get over that. Then people say, well, I'll never get healed. You need, I I do, I say, you just need to wash your mouth out with Holy Ghost soap and get your (laughs) mouth and get your words in line with the word. And in the Bible, it talks about, ask and ye shall receive, seek and ye shall find, knock and the door will be opened to you. It doesn't say whine. It doesn't say beg. It doesn't say scream. It says to ask. And then as we ask, we pray. And then very key word here is expect. And so oftentimes, we, our level of expectancy is just so down and basically at a, 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 just a nil. And God needs to, the, I will tell you this, this book and, and a couple of the CDs in particular are really going to spark your faith. It's going to fertilize your faith. It's going to fertilize your level of expectancy to receive all the blessings that God has for you, not just your healing. But what about someone that for the last... 20 years, they've been believing God for something. They know God heals. They've seen healings for these 20 years, but they just haven't been healed. And although they want to believe, it's hard. What would you say to them? Well, I would recommend if, you know, like to the radio audience, to put your hand on your heart and say, Father, take this hopelessness from me. Take this feeling of discouragement from me. And, Father, give me this level of hope. You know, restore the hope. Restore my faith. And then knowing that you love me and that you want to heal me. Because, see, in the Bible it talks about that he made provision for every area of our lives. Not just the physical healing. But it talks about that he took stripes on his back. He died, you know, for our healing. He died on the cross for our salvation, for our sins. And for us to have life, life abundant, not just in heaven, but here on the earth. Died of a broken heart with, you know, and so that we don't have to have a broken heart. It also says that he became poor so that we could be rich, so that he's already done all the provision for our healing. And it is ours. We are in covenant with God. And a covenant means all of his is ours. And that covenant of our healing, it's ours. And in through this book, it will tell you how to take it from knowing that it's a covenant, or at least hearing that it's a covenant, to knowing it, believing it, and receiving it. I, as you know, in my books, I do step by step, walk it out, walk through the situation, and get to the other side. The Bible says, "Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I don't set up camp." I don't live there forever. I walk through it. Now, I've been through it, so I've written books so that you can walk a little faster, you know, and get to the other side to be able to receive knowing that you deserve this as a child of God. 
And I, I encourage people to just pro- put their hands on the heart and say, Father, show me how much you really love me. People don't understand how much God really loves them. Uh, how much does God love them? Oh, it's, there's no words to describe it. You know, uh, and it talks about that, you know, as our father would, you know, he, he just loves us, and even our natural father. And it talks about that he wants to give us wonderful, wonderful things. And, and our natural father would bless us. And some haven't had the best fathers in the world. But you know what? My dad would have done anything for me. And that's the way our Father is in heaven, that he will do anything for you. He, gave, he sacrificed everything, everything that was precious to him, just for us, so that we don't have to suffer with sickness, that we don't have to suffer with lack. We don't have to suffer with a broken heart. To me, you know, there is no words to describe that kind of love that he gave his only begotten son for us. So that we don't have to fill in the blank, you know, be sick, be poor, be, you know. You know what? When I hear you teach, Joan, I am hearing someone that is so convinced, that has seen so many people healed, that you're probably shocked when someone isn't healed. Absolutely. I am like totally completely shocked. Well, how would you like to be like Joan? That's why she wrote her brand new book, Miracle Maintenance, and the three CDs, How to Receive and Keep God's Blessing. It's not just for physical healing. It's for emotional healing. It's for finances. It's for family relationships. And do people tell you uh, what, what happened to me when I sit on your teaching or when I read the book that my faith has soared? I mean, you have it's a, you have such a contagious faith. Do people tell you that? Yes, they do. It is very contagious, and I'm so excited that it, you people actually catch it. And I know that people, as they are listening today, are catching our excitement in the healing power of God, the supernatural power of God, and just listening to our voices. That they, in turn, are are getting caught up with the knowledge that God can heal them. God can also. He wants it to heal through them also. Now, you have many books on healing. Why did you do this particular book, this brand new book, Miracle Maintenance? My parents had a book similar to this, and and I thought, you know, this book, there's such great teaching in here, but I'm going to add 25 more years' experience in there. And I've got like a couple of chapters that are actually out of mom and dad's book, which really gives a a better foundation. And then I go into uh, so many new examples over the last couple of years, instead of 25 years ago. And, And it was such a highly needed book, because too many people were losing their healing. For example, and this is another uh, wisdom in the area of keeping your healing. Somebody comes in the service, and they are totally, completely set free of diabetes. It's absolutely awesome. They're going, yes, I can have ice cream again. And so they have ice cream because they haven't had it in years. They have ice cream every night, every night. Well, guess what? They get diabetes back. (laughs) 
<laughs> and, you know, and they go, oh, I guess I lost my healing. No, you, you've like got the sickness back because of disobedience, because you knew it wasn't good for you. Whoops, we're out of time. I want you to take Joan Hunter home with you and let her teach you until you're doing exactly what she's doing. Get the new book, Miracle Maintenance, the three CDs, How to Receive and Keep God's Blessings in Every Area of Your Life for a Gift of $35. Call our order-only line, 1-800-447-2697. You were telling me before we went on the air about a woman that heard our radio interview when I interviewed you in 2008. What happened? She was so excited. She is the first time she's actually seen me in person. And in 2014, you know, six years later, and she says, I just started speaking through the radio program we were on, and, and I spoke out and, and put your hand on your heart, put your hand on wherever you hurt. She was totally, completely healed. She got a healed and whole heart. She had high blood pressure, palpitations, anxiety, and everything, and she has been totally free from that day to this and going to stay healed in Jesus' name. Well, you know what I know? I know that you could pray that same prayer right now, and those that have any heart issue, high blood pressure of any kind will be healed. I know that. Would you pray for them right now, just like you prayed for that woman back in, what, 2008? Yes. Put your hand on your heart. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I send the word of healing in Jesus' name. I speak healed and whole brand new hearts in Jesus' name. Any blockage to be gone, uh, the valves to function properly. Uh, there's, I see uh, several people with a heart murmur, that heart murmur to be completely gone in Jesus' name. I curse any spirit of anxiety in Jesus' name and fear, because fear is the main thing that grips the heart. And all trauma to go, I curse every bit of fear in Jesus' name, any form of anxiety, uh, palpitations, uh, you know, irregular heartbeat, uh, just a Holy Ghost pacemaker put in, in Jesus' name, health and homeless. Also, any form of broken heart syndrome where the heart, physical heart, had been shredded. Father, I speak healed and whole hearts right now in Jesus' name. And, you know, the anointing is so high on Joan that I'm hearing words of knowledge, and I I can't ever remember having heard this before, and I'm going to speak this out, and I know it's for you. If this is your condition, it's going to be gone in Jesus' name. I'm hearing HIV. I'm hearing AIDS. You are free. In Jesus' name, and your blood is becoming, the blood of Jesus is going through your veins and uh, right, right now and through your entire body and flushing out all HIV in Jesus' name. Holy Ghost blood transfusions in Jesus' name. Love that. Uh, Joan, uh, you, you seem like such a positive person, but there is something beyond positive thinking. It's called praising God. God. That's very important in your life. Would you teach a little bit on that? Yes, it's very important. As I I was sharing earlier, that we're to ask, not whine or beg, pray, expect, then move into the praise and thank you. 
thank God as if, you know, if you're believing for a financial miracle, thank him as if you've already received it. Because in the spirit realm, we have received it, and we, in our level of faith, needs to be out there and say, Father, I thank you that this is mine, is part of the covenant. I praise you for blessing me. I praise you for my healing. Father, I just thank you. And sometimes when, when I pray for people's knees, um, you know, just Holy Ghost knee replacements and people get knees all the time is just so awesome. And then they have to cancel their surgery, praise God. And uh, But sometimes they'll get the new knees, but they'll be a little stiff. So I'll tell them to just kind of walk out their healing physically and literally, and I'll have them try to work on small marching steps, moving into larger marching steps, and with every step, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And thank you, Jesus is four syllables. Therapists will tell you to do one, two, three, four. So we might as well do thank you, Jesus. Walk out our healing. I call it Holy Ghost Therapy. And there's somebody out here, several people actually, that have problems with your rotator cuff. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I send the word of healing. I speak those rotator cuffs to be completely freed up, the frozen shoulders to go, all trauma to the shoulder to go, complete shoulder replacements in Jesus' name. So start raising your arms up and say, thank you, Jesus, up and down, thank you, Jesus. And you're going to see all that pain is gone. Mobility is restored. Same thing with knees. Father, we send the word of healing for new knees in Jesus' name. No surgeries, total, uh, all new cartilage, all new bones, all arthritis to go in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Start doing, wiggling your legs around and your knees. And thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you something, Joan. Before you said that, I could see people. Uh, in fact, I'm going to have you pray this again because someone might have missed it that's listening. If you have problems with your knees or even a doctor has gone so far as to say you need surgery, if you will put your hands on that knee that needs the surgery, that has the problem, and I want you to zero in, Joan, on getting them a new knee in Jesus' name right now. I know there's angels of healing that just run when you, when you command in Jesus' name. I want those angels to go now. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we send new knees in the name of Jesus. Father, I just speak all new joints. just a whole brand new joint in the left knee and in the right knees in Jesus' name and begin to thank him and praise him for your healing in Jesus' name. Joan, I, I ask a lot of people this question. Tell me what your prayer life is like. What do you do when you say, I've got the, all right, I've got a half hour, I've got an hour, I've got two hours, whatever it is, and this is my time with God. What do you usually do? Well, um, for example, today, um, in, in praying for being on the program and so forth, I separated myself. Uh, you know, I am married, and my husband and I pray together and so forth. God restored me and gave me an awesome husband about 10 years ago. And, uh, and, and he's very, very spirit-filled. He's awesome. And, but I just like, I'm going to separate myself. So I went outside, and I just started, you know, walking and praying and praying in the Spirit, praising him in advance for the people that would be healed as we recorded the radio program today. And, and just praising him, sometimes out loud, sometimes really loud, 
um, you know, and singing in the Spirit and just worshiping Him because it's His power that heals through me. It is His power that, uh, that anoints my words as they go forth through the radio. And then just praying for Him, praying to Him, I should say, and I'm just like, Father, I just thank you for vision being restored as I'm speaking today. And and this is the things I was praying earlier in the day in preparing for this program. That the healing power of God, not the healing power of Joan, nothing of Joan, but to him be glorified. You know, not not me to be lifted up, but Father, let your name be glorified in all that I do. And, and and that's my heart's desire, is to just worship him. And then I, and I pray, and as I pray, I get the funnest thing, people healed. As they come up to the front on walkers and canes, and they have somebody else put their walker in their car, and they take their cane, and, and they're going, whoa, whoa, instead of it using it to walk. What joy, what joy that brings me. Now, you know, it's so hard for me to believe but uh, you, at one point in your life, felt totally unworthy, and you had to actually uh, learn how to say thank you. Well, there are. My life is very interesting, as you know. But being told dumb, stupid, ignorant, never be able to read or write. This is my fourteenth book. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> and so we have to overcome what the enemy the label that the enemy has put on us, or doctors, ADHD, ADD, cancer, schizophrenia, bipolar. And we live up to what they say because they're people of authority. But I had to remove that label. And I had to get to the point where I I didn't really know who I was. I was lost in the shadow of my parents. I was lost in the shadow of my now ex-husband, lost in the shadow of my four awesome girls, of being the role of a mother but not really knowing who I was. And I had to ask God, I said, God, really, you know, how important am I to you? You know, when I was diagnosed with breast cancer, I thought, you know, God can get somebody else to do what he's called me to do. And, and, and I had no real purpose in my life because my life had been destroyed. So I realized I had four awesome reasons to live, and it's Charity, Spice, Melody, and Abigail, my four girls. And, and through that, God healed me and gave me a desire to be healed. But see, there's so many, there's two important days in our life that are really, really important. Number one, the day we were born and the day we discover why we were born. And I know that I'm doing what I was born to do. You know, 14 years ago, sitting in the back row, letting my parents do everything, and God forbid them to give me a microphone or try to get me on the radio, try to get me on television. That was like the greatest fear of my life. But I realized in order for millions of people to hear his healing power of God and to hear his incredible love, I had to get over that. And I love being on the radio. I love being on television. I even own my own microphone that goes with me around the world (laughs) because I know that what God has done in my heart and God can do it for other people. And, and you know what? The devil sabotaged you from fulfilling your destiny. I think whatever we're the weakest at, that's where our strengths are supposed to be. And when God, the enemy tried to destroy me emotionally, physically, financially, 
I have a tremendous anointing for healing in the body, mind, soul, spirit, and finances. I have walked that out. Ephesians 2, verse 7, uh, in the Living Bible, it says that God wants to point to us as an example of his incredible wealth, of his favor and kindness in all he has done for us through Christ Jesus. Would you teach a little bit on how to get into position to receive our healing? I love teaching about this because through this, so many people are healed. And uh, one of the greatest stories in the Bible, I believe, is the woman with the issue of blood. The greatest example, she had gone to the doctors and uh, for over 12 years had spent all of her money. So she was basically penniless, didn't know what to do. She was uh, anemic because she had lost so much blood. She was so weakened. Uh, in the natural, if she was to leave the house uh, bleeding, then it would be it was it, it, legally that you could just stone her to death. And so, uh, so she was willing to risk her life. But in the book, I talk about in um, uh, one of the chapters, I talk about how to receive and what we need to do to prepare ourselves. Now, through the story here, it talks about that she heard she heard that Jesus was going to be passing by. And she says, I'm going to, you know, then the next, day, the next step was she spoke. She says, I'm going to go see Jesus, and if I touch the hem of his garment or his tallit, I will be made every bit whole. And so she spoke it out, I'm going to be healed when I touch his, his cloak. She acted. She got up. She got dressed. Uh, which was very difficult for her to do. She was determined. She went through, you know, 12 bodyguards, big buff bodyguards, trying to get through. She touched the hem of his garment. She received. She received her healing. She did not just get healed. She was made every whit whole. This is uh, the first, um, I believe, the first example of a blood transfusion because she had lost most of her blood, lost all of her energy, and just instantly infused with blood and energy. She received, number five, she told others. It's very powerful in the teaching uh, and sharing about your healing. I love telling people that I was healed of breast cancer, of a broken vertebrae, of, you know, of a mangled knee, of a goiter. I love telling what God has done in my life, how he's healed me of a broken heart. And I love doing that. I'm not going to keep any revelation or, or any healing that he's done in my life. I'm not going to keep from sharing it because I am continually thankful for what he has done for me. And we all we need to move into a position of thanksgiving. Uh, the book of Deuteronomy is an excellent example. Some things that that I primarily teach on and really encourage people is to do a self-examination, not self-condemnation, but self-examination. To examine, is there anything in here that may have opened the door for sickness? Uh, you give me some examples of things that might have opened the door for sickness. Okay, not eating properly, not sleeping properly, under a lot of stress, um, you know, and flat disobedience. Deuteronomy 28, one-third of the chapter is on obedience and the blessings, and awesome, how wonderful, because of, you know, the blessings of God. Well, two-thirds is on the curse of disobedience. And when we disobey God, that opens the door up. Disobedience in any and all areas of our life opens up the door for sickness. 
it's very important that we obey God and in the you know in a, in every area of our life and one thing that's very very important is that we hear the voice of God and respond and you think well I don't know how to hear the voice of God it's just very very simple as we just tune in shut the phones off shut the computer off you know put the kids to bed or whatever and just say God speak to me and allow him to speak to you. It's a lot easier than you can imagine uh, when he just really wants to speak to you, and he'll speak to you in a still, small voice. He won't be coming at you, yelling at you, because he won't do that. He's a loving God. Well, what advice would you give someone that has just gotten a death sentence from their doctor, and they're dealing with fear over it? understandably so. They should not be, but understandably so if all of a sudden they're told, uh, like, like you were, uh, that you have a, a, a tumor in your breast or you have some sort of uh, heart condition where you're going to die in the, within the next year, uh, and they're, they're fearful. What would you tell them? What would you advise them to do? I remember laying on the examining table, seeing the sonogram, seeing my the, the left breast and down a little bit on the side of cancer. And I started planning my funeral in my head. And then I started slapping myself and I said, no, I'm going to live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. I started confessing scriptures of life. By his stripes, I am healed. And I started confessing, I'm going to live and not die. I'm going to live and not die. I'm going to live and not die. And we can succumb to the death sentence. And, uh, or we can stand up and say, no, I'm going to live and not die. Speak life into you. And I'm just going to pray for that because there are many of you that are listening that have been given a death sentence in your health or even in your emotions. And so, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I just curse any form of trauma. I curse any form of hopelessness. I speak life restored. I cut off, in Jesus' name, the death sentence that has been spoken over them, either by the doctors or even themselves. I cut every bit of that off. I speak clarity of mind, restoration in the body, in Jesus' name. I speak and declare that they're going to live and not die and declare the works of the Lord, in Jesus' name. I speak peace that passes all understanding in Jesus' name. I curse any form of cancer in any part of parts of the body of people that are listening today. In Jesus' name, I curse every prion. I speak health and wholeness and restoration in Jesus' name. And Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I just speak complete restoration. I speak healing of marriages and emotions where that's concerned. Father, and, and just there's just such a hopelessness feelings of hopelessness. Father, I speak life and health and complete restoration in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I, I am so excited about the people that are being healed this day. And uh, you know what, Joan? I, I still see people. I know we prayed for it yesterday, but I still see people uh, that their knees are being healed right now. Uh, it, it, as a matter of fact, I don't believe that there is anything of any condition that you could not be healed of if, I'll tell you what, Joan, rather than name the conditions, because Jesus paid the price for every name and his name is higher than any name of a physical condition, I want you to pray 
for everyone to be healed and uh, tell them to put their hands on themselves like you did to yourself and you, you, you get rid of all that junk in Jesus' name. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I send the word of healing to every single person that is listening, that is within the sound of my voice. Father, right now, I send the word of healing. I speak health. I speak wholeness. I speak hope. I speak restoration in every area. I speak ears opened up, minds being restored, stomachs being healed, and every single part that hands are being laid on right now, healed and whole in the name of Jesus. And it is finished. In fact, it was finished 2,000 years ago. You've received that now. Now hold on to it, because through faith and patience, you must inherit the promises. I want you to take Joan Hunter home, and I want her to preach at you and into you until you're doing exactly what she's doing. The best way I know is her brand new book, Miracle Maintenance, and her three CDs, How to Receive and Keep God's Blessing. Not just physical healing, but I mean every area of your your life, your emotions, your relationship with your family, your finances. Uh, I mean, this faith is so contagious. It's time for you to be normal. Normal as defined by the Bible, not normal as defined by religious experience. So this book, I mean, the feedback is over the top. People that have had physical conditions they've been battling for 10, 20, 30 years, are, it, it's sort of like a brand new beginning for them. I want this to be a brand new beginning for you. So I want you to call or write today for a gift of $35. I want you to get her brand new book and her three CDs, and I'm going to bless you. This is Shabbat broadcast. The Lord has already blessed you if you only knew. The Lord has already smiled upon you. The Lord has already gifted you. The Lord has already surrounded you with his favor. The Lord has already given you his shalom, his completeness in your spirit, in your soul, and in your body. In the name of the Sar Shalom, the Prince of Peace, Yeshua HaMashiach Tzikinu, Jesus the Messiah, our righteousness. To place a credit card order for today's offer, call anytime at 1-800-447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. Or log on to our website at www.sidroth.com. To hear this week's interview or watch archives of our television show, It's Supernatural, visit our website at www.sidroth.org. 
That's www.sidroth.org. Discover how you can begin watching for free our 24-hour, 7-day-a-week TV network, ISN, the It's Supernatural Network. You can write me at Sid Roth, Post Office Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. That's Sid Roth, Post Office Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278.